I'm John. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. Tonight we will we'll be reviewing uh, Warner, one of Warner Brothers' latest, uh, Wonder Woman 1984, uh, their latest entry into the DC Extended Universe. Definitely a bit of an interesting choice of this movie as it was released on Christmas Day in theaters where they were open, but as well as on HBO Max for any subscribers of that service. Uh, you know, in this, we're going to review the movie. We're going to talk about you know the DCE universe as a whole. And, you know, basically just get, you know, give our thoughts on that as well as the, you know, release strategy uh, that Warner Brothers decided to take for this film, given, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, this was like the big, like even before HBO Max, like announced that whole, like all those like films releasing and all that, you know, I mean, this was kind of the first one out of the gate. I feel like they were like testing it out to see like how well this does. And I feel like a lot of people watched it. It seems like is this was a long time coming. Like I remember hearing about this over a year ago that we were supposed to be getting this, and then it just kept getting delayed and delayed. And yeah, yeah. I think, well, I think, I think originally, this movie had. An, I think it had an original release date of December 2019. Yeah, yeah. And then I think they needed more time, so then it was going to be June 2020, and then it was. I think it would have made that release date. It was just getting delayed because of the pandemic. Yeah, and I think the visual effects team, I think they saw what Cats did last year. So I think they had to change some stuff up with Cheetah. So. Oh, yeah, Cats set the bar way too high for them. They definitely needed to figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> You're mocking me, aren't you? We'll get into whether that or not they, Whether or not they succeeded with that. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a weird it's, design. Yeah, it's, almost, it's almost insulting with all the extra time, like what we actually got as a final product in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that later when we get into the actual review. But I, I don't know. I I don't know what I really think about this movie. I, I kind of agree with what you were saying, Matt, off off the air. Like I just I don't, I don't know what to really think of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think it's one of those things where I think when we're able to go back to the movies, I feel like that first movie we're gonna see, it's just gonna be like, wow, that was cool, that was awesome. But I feel like if we if I saw this in a the theater, at least me. I still would have been disappointed, I think, you know? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it has to do with it being a DC product. And, you know, just going into those movies, you you kind of expect it to fall on its face a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I know uh, we all enjoyed the first Wonder Woman. Yeah. And it's clearly better than the rest of them that have come out before and after. Mm-hmm. So I I wonder if we just had that, higher expectation for the sequel going into it and don't get me wrong i mean sequels alone are usually not as good as the original mm-hmm. but I, you know when it tampers off the way that i think this one did in comparison to the first one it really opens your eyes a little bit yeah and i even compare it to like so patty jenkins did the first one she came back to do this you know even if you look at something like iron man iron man 2 like iron man's definitely a better movie you had john favreau directing both of those but even Iron Man 2, I don't think is as bad as this. So right. I don't know. You see that. It's just it's it's weird to see. But even like Sam Raimi, like those first two Spider-Man were good, and then Spider-Man 3 was just yeah. Well that had which is dude, because they just put they put too much into an hour and a half movie. Yeah. I, I will say I think the thing that's different and odd with this though is I feel like Iron Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 were very like the people, like the executives of the studios were so like, you gotta put Venom in your movie. Iron Man mm-hmm. 2, you got to introduce Black Widow. You got to bring S.H.I.E.L.D. in. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, like everything I've read about this is like, this is the movie apparently Patty Jenkins like wanted to make. 
mm-hmm. and like the studio kind of put their like they, they let her do it because of how good and successful that first one was and yeah yeah I, first... I, I think this is this is definitely a step down from that first one mm-hmm. hey don't get me wrong i think there were some things that actually worked with this movie and it, it wasn't like a complete I agree. movie so the mm-hmm. things that worked actually worked out real well and we'll get into that more in depth into the review yeah but i agree with you guys it, it this one definitely tampered off on the first one and are, are we shocked i mean i kind of went in thinking that this wasn't going to blow me away mm-hmm. i also really wasn't that like excited I, to see this to I, be honest I, 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 I like the trailers i was getting that first trailer that came out with that like like edit of like blue monday or something i thought that yeah, was, pretty it was like cool. a year ago yeah, I mean, I, I, that's. I think we always say this. I think DC puts out really good trailer. I mean, Suicide Squad had really good trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the Justice League trailers weren't that bad, and and I don't think these were like exceptionally good trailers. But I think it was more because mm-hmm. I, this is. I, I think the only DC movies you can. I mean, I think some of them are kind of okay, but I think the only ones that are like strong are the first Wonder Woman and Man of Steel. So I think just mm-hmm. the fact that it's a sequel to that was kind of something where all right it's the same people making this one that's probably going to be pretty good yeah that's true this is like our like third dc like centric episode and there's plenty more where that came from birds of prey isn't that bad either but i always forget about that one yeah yeah i'd have to watch it again you see when i when i watch all the marvel things i I, we've talked about this before quite a few times Mm. yeah we definitely talked about this a couple times but I, I always go back to expecting more because I am investing so much time into it. longevity with uh, the characters coming together from different movies, crossovers, and you, you kind of want like that that big end game with these DC characters because these these DC characters are really cool. It, mm-hmm. it, it's just a shame yeah. that writing has been like the downfall to all of it mm-hmm. because like they they. As bad as they are, they still seem to get like some stud star filled cast casting. Like, look yeah. at that. Ryan Reynolds is a Green Lantern, and I mean, that mm-hmm. was just all right now. That was just pitiful. Yeah, but he's a good actor, and Ben Affleck, Henry mm-hmm. Cavill, like Amy Adams. Like, you can go on with all the people that they brought in. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like I felt like in the beginning, like, yeah, you're right, Dave. Like, I felt like they were trying to play catch up with like Marvel, and then all of a sudden, it was just like. Like I don't even know what their end game is with this, or like what they're gonna do moving forward. But yeah, especially with the Flashpoint storyline that's supposedly going to be coming in and and changing everything. Mm-hmm. Bring back Keaton. I can't wait for Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of forgot. Like they've had a lot of movies that lately. I think they've been kind of skewing away from like connecting the universe. I I forgot about Shazam. Shazam's another pretty good one too, and yeah, I think Aquaman's a little bit divisive, but I think some mm-hmm. of those are better than some of the earlier movies. But yeah, and, and Wonder Woman 1984, Wonder Woman 1984, I think still uh, is like another example of like they they don't feel like they have to tie everything in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just let her like kind of do her own movie. She didn't have to connect it to like the next Aquaman or anything. Yeah, but I think I feel like that's been their attitude. I think especially after Justice League, I think that's kind of been their attitude is, you know, all our movies don't have to interconnect. We don't have to create this universe. Mm-hmm. But I, I think especially in the early years, it was, yeah, we have to we have to be Marvel. Because I, I don't know, I, I always thought DC's characters were a bit cooler. I always knew a lot more about the Justice League than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, than I mentioned about yeah. Marvel. I mean, the Justice League cartoon was really cool. I always liked that. Yeah, that was cool. 
I just wish that I didn't have COVID because I watched this when I had COVID. I wasn't able to drink. I, I definitely think I could have yeah. used a cold beer during some scenes and, and during, yeah. during some of the things in this movie. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to – this is Postcard Brews. We, we are reviewing a beer as well. So, Matt, what do we have on tap tonight? So, we have a beer from Sly Fox in Pottstown. Ooh. So, it is Schuylkill River Trail Ale. And, uh, yeah, we'll be excited to try this. looks so, interesting. Yeah. And, and I was going to say, we got a few beers lined up for like the next few weeks. That's right. We, so, so we, we did a field trip, you know, socially distance and all. We went to mm-hmm. one of those like make your own six pack, um, custodian stores and, uh, mm-hmm. we picked out some nice looking brews and I'm excited. Yeah. We, we, got, we, got, we got, we got a nice, uh, fun patch coming through and, you don't, I, you guys don't got to do the soundbite anymore for me because we all got cans for all six of them. Yeah, baby! That's what I've been waiting for! Yeah, so no more bottles. That means uh, with, with the can, we get to bring back the post-credit beer crack. Mm-hmm. All right, so, guys, you ready? Ready. Cheers. Cheers. Wake up while it's cold, ladies. So Wonder Woman 1984, yeah. uh, the movie we didn't ask for, but got anyway. Uh, we kind of gave our initial thoughts, kind of underwhelming. I think we can all agree on that. On that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be a, a spoiler-centric review. We're going to be talking about yeah. their different scenes and different plot lines, characters, mm-hmm. good, bad, the ugly. Uh, yeah. So if you haven't seen the movie and you want to see it without any being spoiled, this is probably the time to just go away. Don't Please. listen to this anymore. Yeah. Come back when you've seen it. Go grab a uh, an SRT ale from Sly Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kick back because it's on HBO Max till the 24th, right? Is that you said, Matt? The 24th? January 24th. I was just yeah. going to say, yeah, that's the, this won't be on there too much longer. Mm-hmm. It's leaving. So, so. yeah. Uh, if, uh, if if you got a pair of, if you got a pair of gonads, go you can go see it in theaters too. It's still actively in theaters, which I'm kind of shocked that it's still in theaters. Yeah, wherever theaters are open, right? But yeah, it's are just, they even know, open in state or? Yeah, I think they so, did just open recently. Yeah, uh, the AMC probably closed. Penn Cinema have. Open. I'm looking at it now the AMC and the Penn uh, Cinema and the Warrington Plymouth have all have showtimes. Yeah. Huh? Well, I mean, this is, probably the only, this is probably the only big flashy movie out right now. Yeah, it's true. News of the World, maybe. Oh, that actually looks pretty good. Oh, is that, that, Tom, good. that Tom Hanks one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, maybe a future episode. But one thing I don't mind spoiling, because this movie's almost four years old now, is the first Wonder Woman. So, you know, I mean, what were some things that stood out to you with that first film? Or like, why do you think that first film is considered one of the best in the DCU? Well, I think it has a lot to do with it being, I think it was definitely one of, if not the first superhero female lead, female directed. It was very, it definitely like got like a big like feminist move movement move. It wasn't like like it was like like force. You had to have this this and that. Yeah, it was it was just cool the way it was it was mm-hmm. laid out. A different perspective, I guess. Mm-hmm having like that female lead, the female lead director. And yeah, you just, you don't see that too often. So I think that alone, makes it stand out from the rest. Mm-hmm. And I just think overall, it was just a really good written film. You know, mm-hmm. it was an origin story. It didn't like the, the origin was actually kind of interesting the way they did it. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm yeah. I, was, I was one that was one of the things I was disappointed with in this one. Like they opened it up with with the with her with her as a child in, in the flashback, and they really just diverted away from that right from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And everyone. I don't know if it. either of you guys. I don't know if either of you guys saw that. Apparently, like they openly said they did that scene because the Olympics this summer. I I saw something like, like that. Yeah. Like, I, I think that I think they said they always wanted to do something in Themyscira. And then when they moved this to June, they were like, "Oh, like you know, like, we'll, we'll we'll do that scene right away." Like the, mm-hmm. it's an Olympic type. But... Yeah, that almost should have been like a short film instead, like a way to like promote the movie instead of like because it yeah it doesn't like connect to anything in the movie. <laughs> maybe like yeah I don't know maybe like an IMAX like put it in front of like the other Warner Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like that—that that, that was one of the few moments I thought would have been cool to see in a theater. It's very mm-hmm. unrelated to the rest of the film, but yeah, I, I think the looks cool. I think the second one, this one, definitely would have benefited from full theater experience, mm-hmm. the surround sound, and the big screen. To I, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. kind of hard to watch on, on like a small TV, you know? Yeah, I and I think that that's part of it too. And maybe I'll, I'll kind of take back what I said like earlier. Like I think just. The movie-wise, I would have been disappointed, but, like, yeah, I mean, there were some, like, scenes that were really cool. Like, if you saw it on a big screen, it would have been would have been cool to see. That that first scene included, definitely. But, I mean, I even think with, like, the first one, I think one of the things that stands out to me is just that, like, that it, they set it in, like, World War One, which I feel like you don't really see that much. I feel like more movies are doing that now, or, like, more things are kind of using that as, like, a backdrop for stuff. Yeah. Um, right. Like, the new, like, Kingsman movie or something that I think is going to do World War One. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was cool. I thought it was unique. I didn't think like a lot of like the message was like super forced, like you do, you know, you see in some of the stuff. I don't know if I'm comparing this to kind of like Captain Marvel. I felt like a lot of like things were were kind of like forced in that movie mm-hmm. versus like this, where I didn't feel it as much. It yeah, almost didn't, it almost didn't feel like a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it didn't. Just like the big overall story plot line. Well, let's get into that first. Let's just any of you guys like want to give like a a very very quick brief description of what this movie's about. Just just so we, we can just so we can like figure out what we're talking about with the whole talking movie. about the first Wonder Woman or uh, the, 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 second? The, the second one. The second. Um. Yeah. So I guess it's just Diana's living in the eighties. I mean, they they kind of like. Draw, well, I'll give a brief thing. We'll talk about it later. But Diana, you know, just kind of living in the eighties somehow steve trevor comes back you know she becomes friends with barbara who's Kristen wiggs character and then there's also this maxwell lord guy who's pedro pascal um it involves that whole like stone right and then um which can grant wishes so obviously almost each character sort of gets a wish just kind of snowballs throughout the movie and then that kind of you know takes you on the journey for the rest of the movie but I was trying to cast a spell on me, you know, like a wizard or something. I mean, that's the brief synopsis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I thought the characters themselves were all like really interesting. You know, I, I thought some of the chemistry was still there between like Diana and Steve, even though I think kind of the way Steve gets brought back is really weird. And, and say like Kristen Wiig, I kind of liked in the beginning. And then once they started like, directing her more toward like her cheetah character it just kind of got too out of hand see i disagree with you i didn't like her from the beginning no her character reminded me of jamie fox and spider-man the the second spider-man yeah from Sony. and and, yeah. and you know her character's drawn a lot of comparisons it's 
that character, Jim Carrey's Riddler, mm-hmm. all these villains, these like bumbling villains who kind of just like stumble. Yeah. And so there's there's a bunch of them you can pull, but yeah, Jamie Foxx Electra is the big one that a lot of people mm-hmm. compare this to. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're both socially awkward. They mm-hmm. every time they're on screen, they have like Hallmark music in the background. Yeah. When and they 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 fall and they, mm-hmm. you know, they think everyone's out to get them. I mean, everyone treats them like shit. It it almost identical layouts and then that and even the way they turn they both turn it's they Mm -hmm. hit their breaking point like they hate me and now i want my revenge yeah and and i i think that's what doesn't work with her (laughs) (laughs) and i i I think that's what doesn't work with their character is like the shift happens so quick right but i almost feel like what they should have done with her is like do like a like a dr connor's type thing where like you're almost like setting her up but like she doesn't become cheetah in this one so like if they did like a third or a fourth, like she eventually becomes it. But I just you didn't need two villains in this, right? I just didn't understand. Yeah. Like, are we supposed to assume because she because she saw Diana wearing like cheetah cut design shoes and she wears like a cheetah design like fanny pack at one point that she, that's why she became I, a cheetah? Like, it, I, they really I, didn't I explain that at of, all. Yeah, I, I think it's because of her second like wish. Like, there's the first wish where she wants to be like Diana, and I think that's where mm-hmm. she starts getting stronger and all the more confident, and that, but she's losing, I guess, her like humanity. That's how it seems like a lot of people are justifying it. Yeah. And then if she gets that second wish at the end of the movie for the apex predator, and that somehow turns her into a cheetah. Yeah. I would have wished for that. Yeah. To become an apex predator. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was never clear why she becomes like a cheetah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's never clear why she becomes like a cheetah at the end. Yeah, uh, and so it all comes down to the stone that that the movie's based around. There's this ancient mm-hmm. stone that Diana is studying at the museum that she's working at, and mm-hmm. it's a stone that can grant wishes. Yeah, and uh, obviously that's how she brings back uh, Chris Pine, she wishes that he's back alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just mentioned uh, Barbara wishes she could be like Diana. She gets yeah. powerful, mm-hmm. and then uh, Pascal's character, who's like the big oil oil tech guy, wants to take mm-hmm. over the whole country. He take he and takes the stone and wishes that he was the stone, so that he can give out wishes to everybody. And that and he slowly starts like making deals with the countries and stuff like that. And yeah, the avarice never ends. And and that so he, and he he's getting more powerful, and then her and Barbara link up, and that's how. That's how she became cheetah. She asked to become an apex predator. So I guess him just looking at like her, her cheetah design shoes and probably two and three. That's what happened. Yeah. But if you're her and you wake up and, and, you're, and you're just that, like, wouldn't you like freak the fuck out? You turn into like a cheetah like that. Yeah. 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 I'd, I'd freak out a little bit. I guess that happened like so late. You know, I don't, I don't know. But. And I think that it's. It did happen pretty late in the movie. Almost just like when Chris Pine's character comes back. It, like. How are you not freaked out that a dead person just came back to life? Mm-hmm. Or that you well, think, woke up in someone else's body? Like, they were like, oh, yeah, I'm in this person's yeah. body. And well, I know. I think this movie is, like, drawing criticism that, like, he just becomes, like, that one guy. And, like, inhabits, like, his apartment. and like... Which I think it's it's reading too much into it. I mean, you got to look at the I, mean, yeah. the, the, the... I mean, I'm not saying they're wrong, but mm-hmm. I mean the... You, the main crux of this movie is wishes. Yeah. A lot of people just it's basically just Bruce Almighty, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was th- I was thinking of that that movie, um, You Wish on Disney Channel. 
Or that. Yeah. When, they, when the kid wishes his brother never existed and mm-hmm. he becomes like some kind of rich like child director. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. But you, you do got to suspend some disbelief. But I, I will say, like, when he was showing you around the apartment and, like, that was where a lot of the jokes came from. Like, him, like, trying on the different outfits and things. Yeah. But I you did kind of get lost in being like, wait, like, how did he come back? Like, so he's this guy now? Like, what? You know? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that guy that he was there, like, I'm pretty sure he's credited in the movie as, like, handsome man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even think they give him... And he, he's from... Like, he's in Hallmark movies. Is he? Yeah. Like, that's what he's, like, known for. Like, he's yeah. in, like, a Hallmark movie every year. I gotta say, that last scene in this movie felt like a Hallmark movie when it was snowing at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it was stupid. Yeah. yeah. Why well, even brought it up, but, like, just the... When, every time Barbara was on, on screen before she started getting her powers be like diana and she was just mm. that clumsy nerd you just heard like that homework like music in the background for everything she did yeah there did you guys i don't know if you picked up on this and they might have edited it out but like I, I think i sent you the the thing on instagram where it's like a picture of like Kristen wig as barbara and it's like the big glasses she's wearing like it was in the movie where like the, you could see the green screen in it. i did see that <laughs> yeah yeah i did see so, that uh you know Small things like that, but <laughs> it's like the third movie in a row we reviewed that like something like that happened. Yeah, like a goof or something. <laughs> yeah. But what what do we think of Maxwell Lord? Like, what do we think of him in this? I liked him. I thought he did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was fine. I think he definitely would have worked as a standalone villain. Um, I never really thought of the idea you mentioned, Matt, of like setting Barbara up later down the line. I think that would have been better. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Cheetah is one of like Wonder Woman's like pivotal, like her and Ares. Yeah, they were yeah. dead Ares. I kind of botched them both. Yeah, but it botched them both real bad. <laughs> the only thing that's not clear is if she gave up her wish, which I um, think the movie purposely wants to leave open. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. Doing. Okay. Yeah. They shoved her into the water. Mm-hmm. And then I, 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 right. I, yeah, well, you, you, you yeah. see her again at the end of this as a human, but I think it's unclear. I guess, I, I, again, I don't really know how it all works. I think it's unclear if it's she gave up the wish or by Maxwell Lord giving all the wishes up. She lost, like, I think that's probably what it was, is he gave them up so she lost. So mm-hmm. I guess they want to leave the door open for her but to come back. Yeah. I yeah. don't see the point. Maxwell Lord played off the eccentric character very well. Mm-hmm. I was not buying that he, the relationship between him and his son at all. That was <sighs> that was kind of like painful at, at times. Was his son's name like Alistair or something? Alistair, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was. It. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it, yeah, I wasn't buying it at all. There was like no context to it. It was just like he randomly shows up when he's in the office sometimes, and I guess it's his day he's supposed to spend with him. Um. Were there any scenes yeah, that stood stupid. out to you? Any, were there any scenes that stood out to you guys? I, I I thought the opening action scene in the mall was actually pretty bad. Oh yeah, I, I don't I know if I was going. I, yeah. I thought it was bad. Yeah, it it was like super cheesy. Like the the way like the criminals were like acting, it just like felt like it was like an SNL skit or something. I, I felt like the choreography of it. I mean, it looked like they were all moving on like a slick like floor. Like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. I mean, I guess I don't know, maybe malls are kind of like that, but. I, yeah, I, I feel I thought, like that could have been a really cool scene, and it just came off as cheesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought the whole movie visually with movements and the clothing, it, I think they did too much 80s. I think anyone from the 80s would say that's not how it was. I think it was oversaturated. Yeah. I feel like the idea of setting it in the 80s was cool, but 
I don't think it served any purpose. Yeah. The only purpose it serves is now every fan is going to say, why, why doesn't Bruce Wayne remember her from 1984? Why doesn't Superman know who she is? Like and I've seen a lot of articles like that that are trying hmm. to justify it. They should know her. I'm going to say that mall scene, though, that went from like zero to 100 real quick. Oh, yeah. I, it was like, you know, they're like running out there and then like all of a sudden like the one guy like it's like holding a child like over the balcony. <laughs> right. I was like, how do we get here? <laughs> I will say though the scenes with Wonder Woman I thought were were pretty cool like like, like her fighting and stuff like that it's what you came to see I, but thought, I, guess, I thought the yeah. whole con- the concept of her kind of losing her powers I thought was cool mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that whole like, yeah, that was kind of what she lost in her wish kind of mm-hmm. like a Spider Man two like kind of feeling yeah 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 they should have focused more on that though like I felt like you didn't realize that was happening to her until they visited was it Egypt where were they in the like that whole like caravan scene, then, and then like Saudi Arabia or something like that. One of the two. They, yeah, they were in the middle. They they were in a desert somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but I, I did. I felt like that whole like concept didn't happen until then, and even then, like you were kind of kind of lost in the story a little bit. Yeah, I'm trying, but, I'm trying um, to think of other moments. I, like, like positive, like the scene of her flying, I thought was cool. Like I didn't have an issue with that. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. was cool. Yeah. You know what I thought was kind of um, cheesy? When her and Chris Pine are flying in the airplane and it she makes it invisible. Yeah. That and was she, that was and, stupid. That and she's forward. and she's flying through and she's flying through fireworks, like literally flying through fireworks and like nothing explodes or anything like that. Like So so those visuals were cool. But yes, I, I agree with that though. I, I thought it was just like all of a sudden she's like Oh well, I did it with a coffee cup once. I can do it with this entire plane. Uh, <laughs> like I did it once. Yeah. <laughs> that was the. <laughs> and I, th- I think again, I think it was they just wanted to put the invisible jet in the movie. Yeah, which for like some fans, fans maybe that's enough. Like maybe they just want to see it, and and, and I, I get that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. There probably would have been an organic way to put it in the film. Uh, yeah, even if she was just like, I can do this. Hey, like you didn't need to make it. You know, I don't know. It, it was kind of stupid. That was like a good like. 10 minutes of just them just flying around mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah they were like talking up there yeah i mean some of the visuals were cool in this some weren't yeah one thing i one thing that i i think we, we brought it up a little bit before but when uh chris pine goes to that ball and finds diana mm-hmm. like i said the acceptance of that like it's just so i i still can't wrap my head around it yeah, so I guess it's like the the Chris Pine that died, like Steve Trevor that died. It's like that's the one that she wished to come back, the one that she knew when they were fighting in World War One. I. I think she might have seen that guy like walking around, and she was like, thinking that that guy's cute or something like that. Maybe maybe it's time to move on, and maybe psychologically, maybe that's why that switch happened when she made that wish. Mm-hmm. I don't maybe. know. Yeah, a little bit of explanation would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Because he yeah. literally just showed him, it's like, yeah, I'm in this person's body. And yeah, well, well that's the other thing you got to think of is like him just as a person, he's like, you wished me here. Like, so what's <laughs> going to happen when I go away? You know? <laughs> exactly. And where did that guy go? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like, well, wasn't like, it, didn't, it's, it's too confused. Like, it's too complex. But wasn't it, wasn't the only person that saw him as Steve, Diana? Didn't everyone else just see that guy? That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, is that okay? Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. I'm pretty that. sure that was like the rule it established. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, weird. Uh, yeah, weird. gives you a lot to think about. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was too. I don't think it was very well thought out. Yeah, how does it go from a movie that's World War Two backdrop origin story to like, wishes? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's Maxwell really Lord's like, direction to take this movie. Just a genie, and I didn't know that thing about the wishes. Like I knew that one stone was in it, but I didn't know that they would go that far with like him like granting wishes for everyone. And once I figured that out, I was just like, I don't know if I'm on board for this. Yeah, <laughs> he's like making like walls that divides like countries, and yeah, they get some of the stuff is just outrageous. Some of those like chaotic scenes, like toward the end, where like people are fighting and like planes are crashing and stuff. I was like, this doesn't look like a movie. It went, yeah, where, like you said, it went from zero to a hundred. Like people started making wishes, and then like all of a sudden, there's just complete anarchy. Like I get, yeah. I, I get what they're saying. Like if you if you wish for everything you wanted, like you're not gonna have, you're just gonna have chaos. But like it it went from like like someone cutting someone else, and I wish that person was dead, to like the, the capital's on fire. Yeah, you, know? so you have like one person wishing they're like an apex predator. The next thing you know, you're in Russia. You're seeing like the missiles going up. And I think the yeah. visual, the visuals, kind of just went downhill throughout the entire movie. Like the the final battle scene was just atrocious. Yeah, it was just so dark. Like you it couldn't was... see anything. Well, yeah, and, and, oh, oh. and she had that armor, yeah. which is really cool. Hey, I wish they gave, gave you a little mm-hmm. bit of a cooler explanation and a little bit of a more of a backstory to it. That armor was really cool. Yeah, but when it moved, it looked so so cheesy. Like when mm. when the wings were flapping, like it looked so cheesy, and then you add yeah. cheetah, yeah, add cheetah into it, which is bad. Yeah, and and they said the whole thing was set at night because that's like, I guess if you're not really too confident or crazy about how something in CGI looks, just set the scene at night. Oh, that's that? what a lot of like people. That's like what a lot of people seem to like. That's what movies do to kind of like hide it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this. I mean that that shot where it's like you get the full look at cheetahs. It's bad. Mm. It's really bad. It's like, I mean, yeah, so you're right. You, I think you said it looks like something from Avatar. It really did. Oh yeah, yeah. One of the Navi. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Kinda, it it kind of looked like one of the the dancers from The Lion King, like lie that go down the aisles in the middle of a song. <laughs> Just CGI him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked really bad. I um. I mean, those were two really disappointing, like, final fights. Like, that, and then... I mean, that was an actual, like, physical fight. And then, you know, the other fight was just, like, them just having, like, that conversation, right? Yeah. When she's trying to stop Maxwell from giving all the wishes. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I think that was better than the fight. I think that was something that Patty Jenkins probably... Because I think especially a lot, of, a lot of people give crap to the first Wonder Woman for that final battle scene with Ares. Mm-hmm. And I think Pat, Patty Jenkins has openly come out and said, like, Warner Brothers made her, like, do the third act the way that it came. Like, they, they made her develop the movie that way. Like, she had to have that in there. Have it in there. And I think yeah. this was kind of, like, it was kind of interesting where it was, like, it didn't need that with Maxwell Lord. But mm-hmm. then, they like, it, everything with, with Cheetah, just felt, especially the final battle, just felt shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. Felt like that whole thing again. It wasn't interesting. Like it wasn't an interesting fight to watch. Yeah, just the big CGI. I mean, we've seen it before with DC. They did uh, Doomsday. I think was mm-hmm. the thing at the end of Batman v Superman. Oh, Steppenwolf. Yeah. I mean, we we've seen it before. Uh, yeah, they're all the same too. Like I was just gonna say, like Ares. Yeah, all those people that you like named off. 
I'm just la- laughing at a, yeah. just thinking of Maxwell Lord that that that, see, that when he's in that like that control room and he's gaining power from everybody's wishes and that animation was bad too. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was, wasn't good CGI in some parts. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what else stood out. I feel like we talked about like some of like the big yeah. points. I think the chemist the chemistry between Chris Pine and Gal Gadot was still good. Mm-hmm. She's a really good. She's a good Wonder Woman, I think. Yeah, she's good in the role. Uh, she definitely commits to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the scene in the when they were fighting in the White House was it the White House? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. So, I didn't like the way they were using the lasso in this movie. I didn't think it looked cool. I thought they were using it way too much. And I, I get it. That's kind of Wonder Woman's like thing. But the first, yeah. the first movie. I mean, I, I think she had it in the first movie, mm-hmm. but. They really didn't yeah. rely on it that much. This movie relied on it a lot, I thought. Yeah. What was the... What was I going to say? Oh, the the one scene when she uses it was really bad. The uh, When they were in the like the caravan with all the vans and Mert Steve shoots shoots like the one missile. He's like, Diana. And then she just takes the lasso and like, <laughs> like ties it to the missile and just goes flying. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I just, I mean, I, I don't think this movie went an action scene without using it. Yeah. And yeah. I get it. Like, I mean, it's probably like, you know, Thor's hammer is probably kind of the same thing, but mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, Marvel made that cool. Like, Marvel made it look cool. You yeah. Know, and you understood more of it than I think this movie did because mm-hmm. the first movie didn't really do anything with the lasso. Yeah. Wasn't much. What, so what do you think was the coolest action scene in this? I, honestly, honestly, I, 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 I kind of like that White House scene. Mm hmm. Uh, I, I thought that was a bit better than the mall one. The yeah. opening scene I thought was pretty cool. Those were maybe. Yeah. yeah. The I thought the caravan. They were great. I thought the caravan yeah, that... scene was cool. When they were in, you know, in the vans trying to get to to Lord. So. Yeah, I, and the, I remember seeing that in the trailers, and I thought that was going to be this movie's like pivotal like it was that no man's land scene from the first movie where she walks across the battlefield that's really cool yeah and i thought that caravan one was going to be like this movie's equivalent of it Mm -hmm. and i agree that was still a pretty good scene but i don't maybe i was just a little underwhelmed by it Mm -hmm. yeah i think i was mostly underwhelmed how there was zero connection to the dc cinematic universe at all in it this just seemed like it was just like a standalone sequel Mm mm-hmm and yeah, it's, it's almost like very forget. It's very forgettable, mm-hmm. and like I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. But like I feel like if you're gonna do it, make a good movie at least, you know? Right. But even that, like that, kind of like makes your head turn. Kind of like, all right, like does Batman exist here? Is Superman around? Like what? You know, what's going on? Like, did you guys know any Easter eggs in this? I I didn't look online to see if there were any. No, not that I know of. I, I didn't pick up on anything. I mean, yeah. there was the there was the picture from the first movie, but I mean, that was in Justice League and stuff too. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, nothing else I can. Re- I mean, I don't think it really did anything to tie into other. There's the post credit scene that ties into the character from its own universe, but I don't think that's someone that's going to pop up and pop up in any outside yeah. characters movie. Yeah. So I think we talked a lot about all the main key points to the movie. Do you guys have any, any more like final thoughts on uh, Wonder Woman 1984? I, like I said, I, I think it was as, as far as sequels go, it's a sequel. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't really knock my socks off. There yeah. were some, there was some, it was entertaining, but 
yeah, it's gonna be kind of forgettable for me. I mm-hmm. like a one and done kind of view. I don't have to go back and watch this at all. Yeah, yeah, I think they this definitely hit a slump. I think especially coming after that off off of that first one. Yeah, I think definitely a step down. Um, I don't think it's the DC's worst. Um, I think there are some things to enjoy in here. I think fans of the comics probably will really pick a lot more up in this movie. Um, there are definitely some things in there that are more for them, but uh, mainly as a fan of, you know, kind of, you know, these comic book movies, it was, it was a bit of a disappointment to me. Not, not something that's horrible, but I won't, I don't really remember a ton of it. And I don't feel, yeah. again, I agree. I don't feel like I need to go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think just off on that note, I think it's a good time to take a quick break. I myself need to get another one of these Sly Fox beers out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, when we come back, we'll let's let's talk about this movie and maybe put it, see where we put it in terms of the other DC products. I think they already have confirmed a third one, so maybe we can talk about our predictions for that and where we see this whole franchise going into the future. I, there's definitely a lot more to talk about, but I, yeah. right now I got, like I said, I got, I got to fill my beer up. I think we should take a, take a quick break. Cool, sounds good. All right, guys, let's talk about the Schuylkill River Trail Ale from Sly Fox out of Pottstown. Guys, I, this might be one of the best beers I think we've reviewed so far. This is good. It's nice. It's light. You know, it kind of reminds me of summer a little bit. It does, yeah. The, it's got different shades of blue, dark, the teal. So I guess you can kind of make out silhouettes of the trees and the, mm-hmm. the Schuylkill Trail, obviously. The city yeah. skyline's on it. So it, it's definitely paying homage to the brewery itself. Mm-hmm. It's overall just a very nice decorative can. Yeah, it's almost like it's supposed to be like a compass or something. I don't. Yeah. Know. Are you getting that vibe from so. it too, John? Yeah, it's definitely a, you know up top depth for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? That's yeah, cool. definitely it, like a. It looks like they're like mile markers, so it tells you like so it's in Pods Podsville, and then it tells you like all the other spots and how far the way they are from from I guess from Pottstown. So Auburn's eight seven point five, and you keep going down to like Birdsboard and Spring City, Phoenixville. All the way out to Manion, Philadelphia. That that's pretty cool. It's kind of has like that trail. That's the way I'm looking at it, like trail markers, I guess. Yeah, I think yeah, that's like what it's semi. supposed to be. Yeah, like a compass type thing. Yeah. So the profile says this is an ale for the trail because every outdoor adventure should end with a great beer. Bike it, run it, walk it, hike it, paddle it, enjoy it. Do you agree with that, one. Dave? Oh, Every yeah. outdoor adventure should end with a great beer. Oh, absolutely. That's why all our hikes I, end with winter warmer. Oh Christ. I, I think this would be this would be a good one to uh like have after like a hike or biking though or something, because it's not too heavy. No, it's um, very light. I don't think it's, this, it's very smooth going I, down too. Definitely. And I don't think this is one that's kind of locked into a certain season. I think you can you can enjoy it now in the winter, you can enjoy it in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any flavors or anything in there that kind of restrict it to a certain time. Yeah, no. Very yeah, late. I mean, drinking it in the middle of January, it's still good. Mm-hmm. Weighing in at 4.8% alcohol. So it's just up there with, the, I guess, your average domestic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's right around, like your light beer. Yeah. Oh, check this out. A portion of the proceeds 
of SRT Ale benefits the Schuylkill River Trail through the Schuylkill River Greenways National Heritage Area. Ah, so it's a nice little giving back, I guess. We gotta do our research and look that up, but it sounds like a good cause. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think how many of these do you think Maxwell Lord would wish for? I think he's more like a porter guy, though. You, you Honestly, know, probably yeah. seltzer. He's probably more a seltzer guy. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say seltzer or like shandy. He probably drinks. You know, like if I came across Maxwell Lord and I had a wish, and it, I probably wish for like three cases just to get through Wonder Woman 1984. That's probably what I would need. Yeah, I I think I definitely need a couple a couple beers to watch that again. I said it to Shings. I had COVID when I I watched this, so I couldn't drink anything. So I, yeah, my my view was all sober. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's an air of disappointment. Like people that like took that like two and a half hour chunk of their like Christmas day to like watch this, Did and you maybe have... they maybe they enjoyed it. I don't know. Yeah, but... <laughs> Did you, I had trouble like watching. I had to wait a couple like. At least half a day to watch it. I had trouble streaming it. Yeah, I watched it the day after Christmas, and it worked well for me. I I, I watched like half of it Christmas night. Mm -hmm. I watched half Christmas night, the rest the next day. Yeah, I didn't have issues with it. It buffered a lot for me, so I had to watch it on my phone of all places. Oof. Yeah. Oh well. But. But yeah, so we have a grading scale here for these beers every episode. One out of five brews, with one brew being. Really bad, like just mm-hmm. scraping for the bottom of the barrel, kind of bad, and then five being like a really good beer. So, where would you guys rank the uh SRT ale from Sly Fox on our, our grading scale? I, you know, I think I'm giving this a four and a half. Yeah, no, I was gonna say four and a half too. Yeah, that's definitely what I was thinking. You know, I think I'm going to. Make history, and I'm going to give us our first five out of five. Really good. That's new. I I, do, I think it's I definitely think it's worthy of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I think I still keep it for four out of five. But yeah, have yeah. any beers ever gotten a one or zero? I think one got a two. I don't think we've gotten. Two. Yeah, I think two's been our like yeah. And then and I, I remember we said I forget what it was, but I think we said we were being generous saying it was a two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> This might have been the winter warmer ale. Maybe. I think that was our knives out say, episode. I, we gotta go back. I was gonna say, I think the pumpkin ones we didn't hate, they were all right. Yeah, they were they were decent. Yeah. If but, anybody has any ideas for for beers for us or any suggestions, just DM us on Instagram or Twitter or, or mm-hmm. Facebook. Just if you have any ideas or or how you want us to do these reviews. Because yeah. we're really like, yeah, we're just talking about them. Giving, mm-hmm. giving out some free advertisement to the local businesses during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So definitely go out and, and try the beers from Sly Fox. We got this at one of those major and six pack places that, mm-hmm. that does them. So a local product. It's really good. I recommend it. Welcome back to Post Credit Brews with Matt, Dave, and John. So... Where do we see them taking this with a third one? Because we already got Patty Jenkins signed on to direct. Uh, you know, obviously it's already been greenlit. A lot of people are watching this. So, like, what do you see them doing with the third movie? So I think at the end, in the end credits, then, you know, they referenced that armor as this character at Asteria, mm-hmm. who's, 
Lind you find out in the end credit scenes Linda Carter, who is mm. the, the original Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um so I imagine it's probably gonna be something with that. I guess Diana realizes she's not the only Amazon in I guess, you know, out in the real world. I wouldn't be surprised if it's another peer, like it's probably maybe not gonna be set present day. Mm-hmm. But maybe it will be. Um Yeah. I don't know. I think it's gonna depend. I think yeah. it's going to be standalone. I think it's going to be standalone, mm-hmm. even though I could see Wonder Woman popping up in like Flashpoint or something like that. Yeah, um, I think they're going to keep this. They, they probably want it to be like a set like trilogy. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to really tie it into anything outside of its own like box. Yeah, I, I think you know. I think the obvious choice is people sort of saying like, you know, why don't you set this in the '90s? I feel like you're kind of like pushing it more toward like the Captain Marvel thing, which I feel like they really tried to do with that. Um, I could see them setting it in present day, to be honest with you. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I think it's going to depend on how much they want to tie Wonder Woman into other characters. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that's going to be riding on the success of The Flash more than anything, mm-hmm. because that's going to be the one that's they're bringing everybody and their mother into the into this product. So yeah. let's see if like if that gains a lot of popularity. Maybe that'll say maybe we can get Wonder Woman involved in. Some more things get other people involved. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I I'm actually interested. in Cheetah was Cheetah was bad in this one. I would like to see if they could try to salvage it. Maybe try to deepen that feud. Mm-hmm. That might be the choice to bring her back. I don't know. Well, I see what's going on here. I am smack dab in the middle of a good old fashioned catfight. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't hate seeing her again. In mm. all honesty, I mean. I don't know. I'd rather see a more like interesting villain, but <laughs> the movie kind of le- the movie leaves the door open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think they I, did that for a reason. I don't think we'll see this movie within the next like three or four years, though. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's, it's gonna, gonna be a while. We see this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah, a good call. A, like four to five, we'll probably get it. She's uh she's doing the Star Wars Rogue Squadron, so and I think she's doing Cleopatra too. Oh, wow. I imagine she's probably going to do both of those before this. Those are two big movies. I, I think she said in an interview she thinks like to fully commit to a movie mm-hmm. and like make a solid product. Like for her, is like two years. Yeah, like from like pre-production to mm-hmm. the final cut. I think it's interesting that she's doing Rogue Squadron just because I feel like with with Wonder Woman, I feel like she likes having that freedom to to kind of do the movie that she wants to do. And I think especially with this movie, Wonder Woman 1984, I feel like they really gave her like a ton of freedom to do what she wanted to do versus like a star Wars movie where I feel like you always hear about those like setbacks and directors falling out and, you know, creative differences with, you know, just the the timelines and the studio telling them to do this and that. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if that plays out, but I, you know, I'm interested to see it. I think it's going to depend on the Star Wars because I, I feel like every, every time it's always to go back to Marvel, but I think especially, I think Marvel has a set thing where they have their story lined up and then they look for directors, writers, actors who mm-hmm. will best be able to fit into that story. And I think mm-hmm. it's especially with DC, like DCEU, I think they need to find that balance where I don't think it should be so loose that all the movies are kind of their own thing. I think mm-hmm. it's, you want to have that connective tissue, but you need to like plan the story out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they had a plan, and then I, th- I think that's where you see a lot of these director changes too. Is yeah. know, if the director's not willing to commit to that story they want to create, then 
you know, you have to take them off that project. I think with this one, they, they gave a lot of free reign to Patty Jenkins. And yeah, I mean, I, she made the movie she wanted to make and that's, you know, great, but it's, it's was that the best movie that could have been made? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good point too. Even just like bringing up Marvel and kind of, you know, the freedom, like when you get a good director, like having them work within, like, this is what we want, but like do your own thing too. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think like four to five years, we'll probably see the next one. Yeah, because I, I mean, she's been that Cleopatra movie, I think she's been attached to for a while. Mm. And Rogue Squadron, when does that come out? Like two years? Maybe more? I, uh, probably more. Yeah. I would it say, might not have even dated it. Yeah, I would say a while. But who's Cleopatra? Who who they cast as that? Gail Godot. Oh, wow. Okay. Or Godot. I don't know how to say her name. I think it's Godot. Yeah. I guess you said. Where would you like, where would you guys rank like what are, what DC or movies do you guys think is are worse than, than this one that are within the DCEU? Worse, I, I think Suicide Squad. I think is worse. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Justice League. Mm-hmm. I think the way I would do it is like I think yeah I, w- I would agree with those two. I think Aquaman's above this. I think that yeah, I, I think Aquaman and Batman v Superman are like just slightly, just a little above this. I don't know, do, you yeah, guys, so do you put the Green Lantern in this anywhere? Yeah, that's got to be the worst. Uh, I'm not even counting that. Yeah. That definitely yeah. is, but I don't know if that's part that's of it. Definitely the, the worst. Yeah. Let's see. There's I'm trying to find like a set list. Mm-hmm. So there's Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman. Justice League, Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey, and Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, yeah, I, I would say the only ones that I think this is better than are Suicide Squad and Justice League. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And like I said, I think then Aquaman, Batman, Superman, Birds of Prey. And then I, get... I really forget a lot about Birds of Prey. So, that, yeah, it's an interesting movie. I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it, but yeah, I, I yeah. There's no like connection to any of the other films, so it's they, of course they're forgettable. Mm-hmm. I, feel like, like... I can remember Iron Man two because Nick Fury and Black Widow are in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it and it leads into stuff for Winter Soldier, it leads into stuff for Civil War. You know, like mm-hmm. in the Avengers, it, like it all connects. Like these just don't connect to each other, so there's really no like motivation to remember a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like they don't connect, and then it's confusing when they do try to connect them. You know, you're like, all right, well, like that didn't exist in this movie; <laughs> it suddenly exists now. I really think what DC needs to do is, if Robert Pattinson's Batman works out, I think mm. you start over with that. I think you just start it all over. Mm. Like you can like keep making these movies, but I think for a, a cinematic universe like Marvel's doing, like I think you need to start from the ground up. But I will say that's something that I would have no problem if that doesn't connect. Like, I think if that's just its own thing, I'm, I'm fine with that. Even like we think back to Joker, you know, like I don't like see that connecting to any of this stuff either. Right. Well, that that's that's to, to be said. I, I don't know if they're going to connect it to Pattinson's or not. Yeah. I would like them to. I mean, that would fit. Like, I think they're both like super dark, you know. And I'm actually curious, like for the Joker sequel, because supposedly like Joaquin's was not the actual like Joker that 
I think he's the one that inspires the real Joker. I, I've heard stuff about that, yeah. But we'll see. Uh, yeah. Are they making a sequel to that Joker? I don't think anything's been confirmed. I mean, it, that movie made like a ridiculous amount of money. So you can say that again, pal. I'm surprised like nothing's been like set in stone about a sequel. And, uh, well, you, and like what you said about you thinking that this Batman can stand on its own. There's people that I know that have no, con- they do not watch combo movies and love the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, like you talk about like a standalone film, like Joker is it? Yeah, definitely. What do you, what do you think? Why do you think they're not? Um, do you think like Joaquin Phoenix just isn't willing to like sign on for a sequel or? I think it's probably, they probably want it to be its own. I mean, I'm sure there's people there who were, you know, this movie made as much money as it did. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, continue the story. But there's probably not an idea. Like, it was probably only set as a solo film. So it's yeah. probably why are we going to... I'm fine with letting know, that I, movie stand alone. So. Yeah, I, was, I don't know where you take it. I, yeah. I don't, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. I think maybe, like, an Easter egg or something with him, like... Like you were kind of saying, Dave, like, like have someone become the Joker from being inspired by him. But I don't know that like you need another movie of his character. Or anything, you know, I... they they could make a sequel and just have the character, the main character, like with like newspaper articles with Arthur Fleck in it, and you know, posters and the the clown mask, and like so you just like you idolize the guy, and that's and that's all you need yeah. to know from it. Like he doesn't have to be in it. You don't have to make a sequel. Yeah. I wonder what actor. I mean, I don't. I wonder what actor would want to follow up in that role. It's big shoes to fill. Yeah, I'm Jake, sure there's someone I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I like I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I think he'd be a good Joker. Mm. Jake Gyllenhaal would do good. it for sure. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. I don't think would be a bad Joker. <laughs> the king is risen. Willem Dafoe would be a good Joker. Yeah. Is he coming back in? He's, he's Nuitas uh, Volko in this universe. Is he coming back in the new Raimi movie? But that was. Uh, oh, I haven't heard. I, I heard. I, the one I, I heard. I heard. I heard the foes coming back. I'd, be, I'd like. To I don't think it. I've seen a set in stone report, but yeah. I don't know if you guys saw. Uh, Collider did like an interview with Kevin Feige, and they were they were basically just like rattling off questions about the MCU. Mm-hmm. And one thing they asked him was will Charlie Cox come back as Daredevil? And he was very, like, like they basically just said, like, do you see all the Marvel content, like, as stuff that you can pull from? And, and Kevin Feige said, like, yes, you gave a long, and like, like we, we know what's in the video games, what's in the shows, this and that. And then, the, like, the guy, like, basically, again, followed up. He's like, hey, like, I think a lot of people really like Charlie Cox in the role. You know, definitely people want to see him again. And then Kevin Feige kind of just, like, smirked and, like, nodded. Like, he didn't go into it anymore, so... Mm-hmm. I definitely think he'll be back. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh. Every time we do like a DC review, we always start bringing Marvel into it. And it's it's hard because like Marvel's the gold standard, and you just look at the the shit that we get with DC, and it's just I, yeah. I'll be honest. I think DC has not not movies excluding just characters. I think DC has cooler heroes. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're yeah, definitely more, more iconic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would but, agree. Like. More like interesting, yeah. More iconic. I think the closest thing that Marvel has to like a DC level character is Spider Man. <coughs> Excuse me. Twenty three nineteen. We have a twenty three nineteen. 
I don't know. I think Marvel's become so prominent because of the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like the DC was a lot more popular before Marvel became popular. But, yeah, I mean, with DC, you got Batman, you got Superman, even, like, Wonder Woman. Like, I feel like they're, like, super popular characters. Right. I mean, The Flash has become a big, really, really big character. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Arrow. Look, I mean, look at all what the CW's done. Yeah. I, I think you can salvage what you have if you can fix it with the Schneider cut. I wonder if, if, if that makes it better. And then maybe you have something to work with. Mm-hmm. Because you, you've already established all these characters. Yeah. I mean, it's not out of the realm that they could possibly like somehow fix it. I just mm-hmm. think they just tried to they tried to match Marvel way too fast in a shorter period period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a shame because I really like that first Man of Steel a lot. I like that too. Mm-hmm. I think that was that was a really cool movie, and then I felt like they I followed it up with so and so. That's the thing. I, I think like certain like side characters aside, like I don't think the castings are the problem in these DC. Mm-hmm. They're all. I mean. Doug, she's a really good Wonder Woman. Henry yeah. Cavill's a great Superman. I think I'd like Ben Affleck's Batman. Mm-hmm. Some of the others I could kind of give her to. Ezra Miller, I could kind of care less. But yeah, I don't. I don't think he's really gotten a chance yet. So that's the thing. Like, I feel like some of those people, like yeah, like Ezra Miller, like Ray Fisher. I feel like you don't really see like what their characters are because you only saw them in Justice League, which is right. a pretty bad movie. Speaking of Ray Fisher, did you guys see his little tirade on Twitter? recently i i've seen his thing for the past like few months yeah with him being angry at like hamada right yeah he it just seems is he complaining about like maltreatment on the set and Mm -hmm. like racial insensitivity like like, he's very vague about it yeah but he's making some bold bold, like statements Mm -hmm. i I, I don't want to say it almost sounds like he's just bitter that cyborg just as a character didn't like take off like the rest of them Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you guys think of what he was saying? Yeah. I think he he sounds like he's like definitely a man on a mission. Like, it sounds like he's you know he's very like determined for. But you're right. Like, it's very vague and like what is what's he hoping to accomplish with this? And I don't know if you guys know more about this, but it sounds like I guess he's saying there was a lot of like mistreatment of cast and a lot of like abuse and things that were going on in the Justice League set. And he brought it to their attention, and it was almost like they tried to cover it up, or they didn't do as much as they should have done. That's a very I, like I brief. There's definitely abuse in the writing on the writing table for that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think some of the cast members, like I think Jason Momoa, kind of came out and like stood by him, but I guess not yeah. that pro- not that prominently. If mm-hmm. nothing's really. And I was I was gonna say with that like you don't really hear too many of the other like cast members kind of coming out and saying this stuff. Not that I'm saying it's not happening because of that, but it's just like he he seems like the like sole one that's that's bringing this stuff to. I feel like this has been so prominent that I mean I'm sure he's there's definitely something he's ticked off about, Mm -hmm. but it's just yeah yeah, no I mean their statements are really vague and Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's stuff he wants to say that he's not saying, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, yeah, I guess a lot of it's with Joss Whedon and the Justice League, but I don't, I think Ray Fisher was supposed to be like Cyborg was supposed to be a really big part of that. The mm-hmm. Flash, like I remember Zack Snyder tweeting out, well, yeah, the Flash. I think even in the Justice League, mm-hmm. I remember Zack Snyder tweeted like, you know, like 
cyborg like was the heart of this movie and yeah you know, we'll see if that's going to come across in the snyder cut but, mm-hmm. yeah. i don't think you could have done a, a full solo movie with him but i i kind of put him in that mold of like hawkeye and and a uh, uh black widow and, until her movie comes out but yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty sure i remember when they announced like every like a bunch of like dc movies like when they announced ezra miller as the flash all this stuff I'm pretty sure like a cyborg movie was like on like their like slate for a little bit. <laughs> really? They, they, they did. Yeah. They're, 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 there was. Yeah. I think it was already supposed to have come out. I think it was like a, like a 2020 release or 2019. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, again, I, I mean, I think they're always kind of trying to play catch up, but it's, I mean, it's interesting to see what that character could have been. Cause I, I do remember hearing that John where people were saying like cyborgs, like the best part of this movie. And then you saw it, and it was this was before Josh Whedon took over, but like you kind of saw it, and it was just all chopped up. So, like, I know there was supposed to be, I think it was in Batman v Superman, there was supposed to be a big football scene where Gotham yeah. was like playing Metropolis, and that's like how he gets injured in the game. Cyborg's mm-hmm. Karen Victor Stone, I think his name is, he gets injured in the game. And yeah. I remember like they were calling on extras for that scene. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was supposed to be Batman v Superman, I think. Yeah, but you see it in some of these trailers, I remember. Like, you see him play football. I mean, honestly, that's probably going to be something that's in the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. I, I, I know they, I think a lot of stuff Zack Snyder filmed on the side for this movie, or he filmed and it got scrapped. So, I think mm-hmm. a lot of things, I know he did reshoots, but I think a lot of things were already done for it. They were done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but, I, almost, I almost wonder if like they're going to do like a whole redo of like the the universe. I wonder if like TV or like a streaming service might be the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Maybe do a couple shows, Batman doing little side missions each episode and mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then the movies is just all of them collabing together. I wonder if that might be a way to do it. Yeah. I, well, I think that's a good point. Cause I think we were just talking about the Batman being a standalone, but I'm pretty sure HBO max is doing like a Gotham city, like PD show. Yeah. Jim, like Jim, Jim Gordon. Coordin- but, but even like to coordinate with, the Robert Pattinson Batman coming out. Oh. Yeah. So it's I think I think it might have just lost the showrunner, but I, they're definitely yeah. still going ahead with it. Yeah. That's, I mean they're gonna again with Marvel having all these Disney I mean WandaVision comes out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I mean Marvel's taking a big advantage. One thing I will say I would give DC credit for though is I think I mean they I mean as far as like having a female character centered film like in, in the universe, obviously there's been some of those made before. But mm-hmm. having a female director, I mean, I think DC kind of beat them to the punch in that. And I think Wonder Woman's a much stronger movie than Captain Marvel. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to diss on Captain Marvel too much. I mean, I don't, I don't love that movie, but I don't think it's like terrible. It's not, it's not, hor- it's not horrible. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's weird with DC. Cause I've, it, it, just thinking back when I was saying how like they slated like a, a cyborg movie and all that stuff. Um, cause then I remember like later on, I remember they were like, all right, well, they're going to make a flash and cyborg movie. <laughs> and then it's, yeah, it, everything changes there. I, I, I want to see what this, what, what all they announced back then. Mm. All right. I think it was I a while. This is like 2014, dude. 2014. So. Wow. That's going way back. <laughs> Batman v Superman 2016 suicide squad 2016 wonder woman 2017. Justice League Part One, 2017, mm-hmm. to Flash, 2018, Aquaman, 2018, Shazam, 2019, Justice League Part Two, 
2019, a cyborg film starring Ray Fisher for 2020, and oh. a Green Lantern film for 2020. Jeez. That was what they announced. We were supposed to get a Green Lantern movie last year. <laughs> we're trying to... One, two. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. crazy. And a Flash movie. In tw- like The Flash has changed dates and directors like a thousand times. A Flash movie would have been before Aquaman. Would have come out yeah. before Aquaman. Yeah. Are they still going forward with Ezra Miller after he choked out a fan? I haven't See, heard I, that they're not. I haven't heard there. I mean, I, straight up, like, I wouldn't mind if they recasted that. Like, it wouldn't affect me, like, watching these movies at all. <laughs> but. Yeah, it wouldn't with me either. Yeah. I, he's, again, like, I think it's kind of hard. I don't think he got much of a chance. I mean, mm-hmm. he had a really brief cameo in Batman v Superman, a really brief cameo in Suicide Squad, and then. Yeah. Like supporting and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, Justice League is supposed to be two parts. That's interesting. I think the actors yeah, are good in these. The writing's the thing that just ruined all of these movies. Mm-hmm. Straight up, it's the writing. Yeah. There's a very big cast in the Snyder Cut, though. Or yeah. Zack Snyder's Justice League or whatever. It's. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw it. You know the General from Man of Steel? Mm-hmm. They, like, confirmed that he's in it as Martian Manhunter. Yeah, I, I, I did. The Snyder Cut as Martian Manhunter. I heard about that. Is Green Lantern, or is any of them supposed to show up? I I've heard a lot of rumors that they they, they work something with Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. like like legitimately, like I, I, as Green Lantern. And I, yeah. I I would not be shocked one way or the other if it does happen. I wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't. I wouldn't either. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they announced Deadpool three, but it doesn't sound like we're going to get that movie for another like two, three probably like three years we're probably not going to get that movie until for a while yeah and, and even like jared leto's coming back right yeah i think he filmed like like some scenes or something in the reshoots yeah um i've heard he's like a very small part in it though mm-hmm. like, very I, small. I was reading he like helps like flash get like one of the mother boxes or something i didn't hear i, I have oh, no that. idea what his scene's about but yeah. i heard i heard it's I heard it's like really like like a short like scene. I I, I think they're gonna do an extended like that nightmare sequence. Okay. Like Batman's like nightmare dream or whatever. And yeah. I, I think you briefly saw it in Justice League. And mm-hmm. I think I I think I remember reading something saying that like it's probably gonna be a part of that. Yeah. Then I texted you guys the other day like J.K. Simmons is. I, I forgot he was even cast as Gordon to be honest. Oh, with you. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Willem Dafoe is going to be in it because he was an Aquaman. Is he? Okay. I, I yeah. Let me read off the cast in this. Uh, yeah. Slayer. All right. So the main cast, obviously, that core group. Uh, Sierra and Hines will be back as Steppenwolf, as well as Jeremy Irons as Alfred, and then recurring Amy Adams, Diane Lane, Connie Nielsen, Joe Morton. Jesse Eisenberg and Joe Manganiello, and then the guest roles: J.K. Simmons, Amber Heard, Harry Lennox, Kiersey Clemens, Willem Dafoe, Zhang Kai, Karen Bryson. Uh, the rest of these, I honestly couldn't even tell you who they are. Yeah, Kiersey Clemens. Yeah, she was supposed yeah. to be in the first Justice League. Amber Heard sounds very no controversial. I'm not sure she'll be back or not. And they're not trying to cancel her now. 
Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. All over a Johnny Depp drama. We could do a whole episode on that. I feel. Who played the Flash's dad? Was it uh, Billy Crudup? Billy Crudup, yeah. I mentioned him on here, but I feel like uh, he'd no. be in it. Yeah. He was in they, the actual Justice League. Yeah, so. I remember there was, like, talk that his, like, scene was cut, and then once Josh Whedon came on, like, they brought him back in. So it was, yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's not much else we can really talk about. I, I think we did, we covered everything about Wonder Woman 1984 and – we did a very in-depth discussion about the whole DC cinematic universe as a whole and where yeah. we see this movie and, and where we see the, all these franchises going. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like, like being a dead horse. You always like come up with the same things with these discussions, but it, yeah. it, it's still fun to talk about mm-hmm. because there are some things with DC that are exciting and want to keep you engaged. And yeah. I, I, look, I look back at examples of I, I thought Ben Affleck's Batman was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think the casting that they've had was really good. It's just a shame that writing was their downfall for writing just and, and, and lack of organization. Yeah. 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 And obviously, I mean, this isn't going to be the last time we're talking about DC this year because we got the Snyder Cup coming out in a couple months. So, yeah, I think we had something exciting planned for that, but more details mm-hmm. to follow on that later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Check out our blog, especially this upcoming few weeks, uh, postcreditbrews.blogspot.com. John's going to be breaking down every episode of WandaVision as they air, and then we're going to take all of them and use that to do a future episode of, of the whole first season of WandaVision mm-hmm. in, a, in a couple weeks. So yeah. that, that, that's going to be some exciting stuff to mm-hmm. look forward to. Yeah, we're excited for that. Yeah, definitely there's going to be a lot to break down. And, yeah, I think it'll end uh... – I'll probably end right around early March, so mm-hmm. definitely we'll have our episode come out then. But cool, nine episodes, I think, with a lot to talk about. Yeah, probably you know some film reviews and stuff will come on the blog as well in you know the mm-hmm. coming weeks. Yeah, we're all going to be doing some independent movie viewing and reviewing via the mm-hmm. blog, just because obviously we're still doing this podcast over Zoom, and I think we're going to be doing that for the foreseeable future, I guess. Right, guys? I for a little bit. I don't see yeah. this. Don't see anything changing anytime soon with that. Yeah. But thank you again for bearing with the audio glitching and technical difficulties that we may or may not be experiencing. We have our good days and our bad days. We can't control the internet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but check out our social media. We're active on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, iHeartRadio. Uh yeah, we're, we're expanding every day. We're trying to get our, our show out there. And thank you all for listening. It like it's it's always been it's always a pleasure working with you guys and, and getting back in studio and it's always fun. doing things we're passionate about. It's 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 nice. Yeah, we like talking about this stuff. <laughs> Takes us away from our day jobs. So Oh uh, yeah, it's it's a nice escape. It really <laughs> is. Yeah. It's definitely conversations we'd have otherwise too. So yeah, oh, sure. why not supply mm-hmm. them, you know, to everyone else. Yeah, like I remember, like when, when before we were doing this podcast, because we would literally just go to like the movies and go to a bar afterwards. That's like how we started the show, and like mm-hmm. this is what we yeah. is that conversation would, would be what we'd be having without the podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ah, uh, but it's a good episode. Cool. Wonder yeah. Woman, nineteen eighty four. Go check it out. Uh, listen to the listen to this episode and. And see if you agree or disagree with us. I thought it was mm-hmm. kind of lackluster, and I really wasn't that impressed by it. But whoever wants to, to see it can make their own opinion. Yeah. But with that being said, this has been Post Credit Brews. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. 
And I'm John. And thanks for listening.